1 Samuel chapter 17, we find ourselves today in verse number 31 through 37. As this is a whole narrative about David and Goliath. But I cannot have, I, will, I do not have enough time to read it all. So we're going to start at verse 31 in 1 Samuel 17, verse 31. It says, now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for them. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth, from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the beard and I struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the army, the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. On this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, overcoming impossible situations. Overcoming impossible situations. Every one of us have faced impossible situations. As a matter of fact, some of you all under the sound of my voice and virtually and in person are, are facing some impossible situations right now. If I can define a, a, a possible situation as something that you look at, that you feel that nothing you have or nothing no one have can help you get out of it. And every one of us have, have been in some impossible situations. Like I said earlier, some of you are in some right now. You have been in a, an impossible situation where you tried to have a child and, and it just don't seem to work. You have been in a, a impossible situations where you were you on your job and, 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 and you've been working there a long time and you have no other income. And now they're telling you your company is going to close. That's an impossible situation. Impossible situation is where you where you uh, don't have the finances to, 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 to pay your bills. and You don't you don't have the, the mortgage you need or the or the rent you need or the, or the car payment you need or the, or the heat bill. And you don't see any way to get the money. That's an impossible situation. Impossible situation is when you have a grade that you 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 know that the report card is about to come up and you really don't have time to pull it up and you, your grade's so low that it ain't nothing you can do about it. Those are impossible situations. Every one of us in here has faced or gone through some impossible situations. There are people who are going through impossible situations where your child or your children are on drugs or out there in the streets and you, and, and you don't know how their life's going to turn out. 
You trying to make it in this marriage and it's not working. Everything you do is, is seen to fail in impossible situations where your spouse is not listening to God, not listening to you and don't seem like they even care. Those are impossible situations. We all have been and faced some impossible situations here in the text. Israel is in a possible situation. Israel is, is facing an impossible situation just to get you caught up. Like I said, I, I found myself in the middle of this narrative, this story that I now I have to catch you up. So in the, in the uh, beginning of this narrative, what happened, David, Israel is at war. God's people is at war uh, against the Philistines. And, and, and one of the people, one, one, one on God's army, they're on one side of the mountain, and on the other side of the mountain is a Philistine. And both armies are taunting each other. And in between the mountains, there's a valley. And all this is found here in, in chapter 17 of, of 1 Samuel. And it's, a, and it's a valley in between. And for 40 days, Goliath, this, this nine-foot giant, who was a, a, a champion at war, who was a, a, a strong man, would come out on behalf of the Philistine and taunt Israel, God people. He would come out on behalf of, of the Philistine and he would challenge the, the, the people of Israel. Look in verse 8 through 10 and look what he says in verse 8 through 10. And we have 1 Samuel chapter uh, 17, verses 8 through 10. Look what he says. Then he stood and cried. That's, that's he is speaking of Goliath, the giant. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? I am not a Philistine. He says, and he says that uh, um, I am not a Philistine. And he says, you, the servant of Saul, he said, choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if, if I prevail against and kill you, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give a man that we may fight together. For 40 days. Israel experienced this. For 40 days, Israel had to deal with this, this giant challenging them to war. This great champion, this huge man challenging them at war. They was in an impossible situation. They were, they were in a, a hopeless situation. And he would come out and he would challenge them. But Saul and Israel, they were so afraid that Saul says that if a man go fight him and kill him, I'll make him rich. I'll give him one of my daughters. And also, I, his family would never have to pay taxes again. Saul says that, that this, is will, this is what I'm willing to give you. I'm willing to give a man all of this if they go fight and get rid of our impossible situation. Now this is this is this is this is this is strange to me because Saul was was the king of Israel. This is strange to me because Saul is a man of God. He's the king who leading the people of God. And he looked to himself to find victory over impossible situation instead of God. Oh, man, y'all, come on, y'all. You see that? He, he looks to himself. He tried to fix his impossible situation himself instead of looking to God. How many of y'all ever been in that situation? 
where you're in a possible situation and you're trying to fix it yourself. You got a bill that need to be paid and you calling everybody else. But I'm going to tell you something about God. When some impossible situations, he will shut the door in your face. He will let you deal with that impossible situation where you will have to turn to him and he will let man not. Yes, your mama and your daddy may have the money to pay the bill, but they say no. Your friends and your family may say no. That person can help you get that job, but they make God may shut the door where they can't help you because he wants you to look to him and not to yourself. He says, look, he said, look in this impossible situation. They facing an impossible situation. So Saul come up with this idea that, 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 that I'm going to give you my daughter. I'm going to make you rich. No, that, I mean, one, you getting the king's daughter? Who, what man wouldn't take that? Come on, y'all. Lord have mercy. Come on. You getting married to the king's daughter? Come on now, and you gonna be rich. Come on now, and your family ain't gotta pay taxes for the rest of their life. Now, come on now. Y'all know how my taxes is around these areas. Come on now. So look, he says that I'm, I'm gonna give you this. So David, watch this. David is the son of Jesse. He's the younger child. So he's at home watching the sheep, his father's sheep. He's a shepherd. So he's watching his father's sheep. So his father comes to David and say, David, go take your brothers, because David's three brothers, three elder brothers was there at the war. So he says to David, go take your brothers some food. So he says, go take your brothers this food that are in war. Get a report, David, of what's going on and bring it back to me. So David take the food as the younger brother and, and being obedient to his dad. And he goes and now what he do, he get at the war and he gives his brother and them the food. But while he's there, he sees and hears this, this giant come out, Goliath, taunting them. And David looking at him like, what is going on? Why are y'all accepting this? Keep in mind, this is a child. He's a young man. He's a youth. And he asked them, why are you accepting this? And they said, well, the king says, if any man kill him, he'll get his daughter, he'll get rich, and also his family won't have to pay taxes. And David said, what you say? David said, repeat that again. It's in the text. I ain't making it up. I'm not paraphrasing or nothing. Read, read 1 Samuel 17. David says, now what y'all say again? And David says, they said, man, if you kill him, you get the king's daughter, man. You get the king's daughter, you get you get riches, and you and, and my parents ain't got pay taxes, my family ain't got pay taxes no more. David said, Well, where we where we sign up at? David said, I, I, I want to sign up for that. David said, I, I like them options, but watch this. And then David brothers come and say, You knucklehead. Now I'm paraphrasing. What, what are you always coming up here boastful and with your check stuck out and talking to these crazy saints? You ain't nothing but a, a shepherd. All you do is watch our father's sheep. And David said, I can't believe that you all are, are going through this. I, I can't believe it. So what happened? David said, I'll do it. So they take David, watch this, to Saul. And now we find ourselves in verse 31. 
overcoming our impossible situations. The first thing you got to know here in verse number um, in verse number 31 through 33, if we're going to come overcome our impossible situations, first we got to accept our impossible situations. Look what he says in verse 31. David, come now. I think he heard this and he said, and Saul said to David, see, David now said, okay, Saul, I'll go kill him. So Saul said to David, you are not able to go against, I mean, in verse 31, David says, it said, now when uh, the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. So Saul heard, they heard David say, I'm going to go fight him. And so they went and told Saul and then they come at verse 32. And then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of um, your servant will go and fight uh, this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight with him because you are a youth and you and he is a man of war from the youth. He says, look, he said, the first thing, if you're going to overcome your impossible situation, you got to accept your impossible situation. David was looking at this, this giant. David was in the face of an impossible situation. All of Israel is scared. Now, they had mighty men of valor. They had people who was warriors, who was killers, and they scared. And David said, I accept my impossible situation. David didn't run from his impossible situation. David didn't go hide. David showed no fear. And when we get in an impossible situation, the first thing we want to do is run. First thing we want to do is get out the way. The first thing we do is show fear. We start having anxiety attack. We can't sleep at night. We get angry at people all because we're going through an impossible situation. David says, where is that? David, 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 David approached his impossible situation. David accepted the situation that he was going in because David knew that God was on his side. He went to his impossible situation. He said, I'll go fight. All y'all scared, I'll go fight. Whatever God you have in my past, whatever you have in my life, whatever you have for me, I'll go. David accepted his impossible situation. When you face with impossible situations, don't run. Trust and believe in the God that you serve. Hold on to God. Hold on to his promise. Be strong in God. Have your faith together in God where you won't run from your impossible situation. You take your impossible situations head on because you know you got a savior in Jesus Christ. He says, he says, he says, look, David says, I'm going to go fight. I'll go. Now watch this. There's another thing you need to see. As we overcome our impossible situations, you got to accept your impossible days. We're going to over, overcome them. You got to accept them. You got to know that that is part of life. This is something that we have to go through. So David accepted his impossible situations, but also you got to know who you got around you when you're going through your impossible situations. Come on now. I know some of y'all got some friends that y'all know ain't right. Watch what, watch what Saul say. Look at verse 33. David says, I'm going to accept my situation, my impossible situation. Look what Saul say. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. Boy, when you're in your possible situation, you got to watch who you got around you. 
because there's some negative folks that will cause you to doubt who God is in your life. That cause you to doubt the, the work that God do. I have any witness that will cause you to doubt what God can do. I'm telling you, you got to watch who you got around you because in your possible situations, I don't need no doubters. I need some cheerleaders to let me know that you're going to make it, that God's going to bring you through, that everything going to be okay. I know you're facing this, but God going to work with your soul saying you can't go get it. Who are you? Who are you, David? You ain't nothing but a boy. You ain't nothing but a child. This, this man got experience in what he does. Come on now. Come on now, I'm preaching to myself right now because when I came to Clint Baptist Church two years ago, there were some people saying, you can't do this. When I was faced with the impossible situation, you only a youth pastor, you never been a pastor. There were some people that had some negative thoughts and said about me, but guess what, I know who God is. Not only did I face that impossible situation, watch this, when I came here as a youth pastor and became a pastor, but when I came in the church, we had some impossible situations. We were facing some situations where we had no heat, where we had no air condition. But guess what? In the middle of a pandemic with three donors, God blessed us with $106,000 to get those impossible situations taken care of. I'm trying to help you understand. You got to watch who you got around you. There's some negative people that will try to cast you down. There's some negative people that will tell you what you can't do. And guess what? They may be leaders. They may doubt you. But God got a hold on you. Yeah. He can do anything. You got to watch who you got around you. He's talking about something. You can't do it. You can't do it. I, I, I have been in some meetings. When a pandemic happened around some pastors, were we there to learn how we're going to strategize and do what we need to do in the midst of COVID as churches? And I heard some pastors say, I feel sorry for them smaller churches. They ain't going to make it. But look what God doing now. We not only making it, we living by God. We serving God. And we doing more than they doing with those big old churches. I'm trying to help you. And you got to watch who you listening to when you going through your impossible situation. Because God can do anything. You got to watch who you got around you. When you going through your impossible situations, you need to watch who you got around you because negative people will make you believe that God can't do anything. God is able. He's more than able. He can do anything exceedingly and abundantly or whatever you can ask or think. He can do it. He's amazing. He's powerful. He's all God by himself. Matter of fact, he stepped out on nothing and things just showed up. He spoke to nothing and things came into existence because he is God. Says, he says, he says, when you in your overcoming your impossible situation, you gotta accept your impossible situation. You gotta accept it. You gotta also know who you got around you. Second thing he says in verse 34 through 36, to overcome your impossible situations, you gotta remember what God had already done. Look at this. You gotta remember what God already done. Look at 34 and 36. Look what he says. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now we're in 34, 36 in our second point. He says that you, when you, if you're going to overcome your impossible situation, you got to remember what God has already, you got to have a faith file. I'll talk about that in a minute. Look, he says, but God said, 
I mean, I'm sorry. He said, David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. This David talking to Saul. And he says, and when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, he says, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the beard and struck it and killed it. Look what he says. He said, your servant, he says, he says, your, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, if you're going to overcome your impossible situations, you got to remember what God has already done. David said, let me tell you a story, Saul. I know you think I'm a young man, but let me go back in my faith file. See, that's what we need. Some of us need some faith files. Well, we got a file where we put all the things that God had already done. So in times of your impossible situations, when you're going through impossible situations, you can just look back in the file cabinet. Maybe be your mind. Maybe your Rolodex at home. Maybe your notebook. And you can look back at all the things that God has already done. And David said, let me tell you, Saul, what God done. Let me tell you what he'd done for me. Even when I was a boy and I was a shepherd, a lion came in. And not only a lion, a big old bear came in. A big old grizzly bear came in and took one of the lambs out of my father's flock. David says, I didn't run from that situation. I wasn't afraid. David said, I approached my impossible situation. David said, and I went up to him and I took the lamb right out of their mouth. And when they raised up against me, David said, I grabbed his beard and I wrestled them down and I killed them too. The reason why David had the confidence that he can overcome his impossible situation because he already remembered what God has already done. There's some things in your life that you got to go back to your faith file when you face with your impossible situations that if God did it then, he can do it now. If he did it before time tripping, he can do it again because that's the kind of God we serve. You got to remember that if you sick, guess what? In 1999, you were sick and God healed you. If he did it back then, he can heal you right now. If you got cancer, guess what? On yesterday, God healed somebody from cancer. If he did it back then, he can do it today. If you have some financial issues, guess what? You had some financial issues years ago, but you got to remember that God brought you through then. He can bring you through now. Do I have any witness that God can bring you through anything you are facing? It doesn't matter what you're going through. Your impossible situation, if he did it back then, he can do it right now because he hasn't changed. He is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore because he is God. David said, let me tell you. Let me tell you what went on in my life. Let me give you my testimony of what happened to me. David said, I may be a young boy, but I've been through some things that God has brought me through, that God has seen me through some situations. If he can do it back then, he can do it right now. So don't stop trusting in God. Because I said, David, what gives you the confidence to approach and run towards your impossible situation? David said, I looked at my faith file. 
I remember what God has already done. And last time I checked, I don't know about you, Pastor Reese, but last time I checked, God has not changed. God has been the same. He's still sitting on the throne. His robe is still filling the temple. He's still got power to release you from any situation you're going through. Don't you know, Dave, God is a specialist in everything. He can look at your impossible situations and make it possible because he is God. The last time I checked, he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. You got to remember what he has already done because it will bring you through today. Look, he said, David, David said, look, I can make it through this because of what God already done. Watch this. David comparing a bear and a lion to a nine-foot giant who is an experienced killer. Watch this. Because I know how y'all thinking. Some of y'all saying, well, back in 99, that was just a common cold, but today I got, I got, I got, I got, um, I, I got corona. And it's people dying. It doesn't matter what you went through back then, God delivered you, right? So he still had the same delivering power today. Doesn't matter. Because of because the, the, the inflammation changed, don't mean God changed. Because of the severity of the issue change, don't mean God changed. Because he got power in his hand to do anything. Don't you know he spoke to the sea and the sea came calm? Don't you know he spotted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry land? He has power to do anything. Said so David, David said, let me, let me remind you what I already done. Let me remind you what God has already done in my life, in, in, in Old Testament history, uh, um, and we're going through this in Bible study, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Zoom, we have Bible study for those who just ask. And if you just ask, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but uh, every, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, we have uh, Bible study on Zoom. Just go to our, um, for those uh, uh, who follow us on social media, go there, and the Zoom uh, thing is right there. Just a plug real quick. But watch this. We are learning how God is setting up memorials at different places. Every time God do something great, he says, set these rocks up. And he said, so, so when people come past, they're going to say, what's them rocks for? And it's a, remember, it's a reminder of what God done. I'm telling you, you got to have a faith to remind you what God has done because we forget quick. Especially when that impossible situation comes, we act like God ain't never did nothing. You don't forget what God do when you write it down or you got a faith out and you know what he does. He says that I can do this. He says that I can overcome this because I remember what God has already done. He says, he says, he says the third thing. He says the third thing. And I'm out of your way. He says the third thing. He says, if you're going to overcome your possible situations, well, first he said, if you're going to overcome your possible situation, you got to accept your impossible situation. And you also got to watch who you got around you. Next thing he said, if you're going to um, uh, overcome your impossible situation, you got to remember what God has already done. And the third thing he got here, he says, if you're going to overcome your impossible situations, watch this. You got to have confidence that God is a deliverer. Watch this. You got to have confidence. See, because you can remember what God has already done, but you got to have confidence that he can do it. Watch what David said. I'm in verse 36. I'm in verse 36. Look what David said. David said, your servant has killed. I'm in verse 37. Verse 37. David said, moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paws of the lion and the paws of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Watch this. If you're going to overcome your possible situation, you got to have confidence that God will deliver. 
David said, let me help you understand something. David says that, guess what? I know my God will deliver me. David says, I, I, I have confidence, watch this, that, 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 that God, that the Lord, David said, I have confidence that the Lord will deliver me. Mm. David said, I have confidence that, that the Lord will deliver me. David said, I have confidence that the Lord will deliver me. So, 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 so in the scriptures, there, there are two forms of, of Lord in the scripture. There's one form that we see that is spelled lowercase l, lowercase o, lowercase r, or lowercase d. And that form of, of Lord is a title that means I respect out of respect or just a title for, for a person in authority. He's a Lord. So that's lowercase l, lowercase o, lowercase r, lowercase d. So we see that, we see that, we see that in, in, um, in um, we see that in Genesis chapter 18, verse 12, when Sarah called Abraham Lord, lowercase, because it's a title, it's a, it's a sign of respect. We, we see that in Numbers chapter 12, verse 11, where, where Aaron called Moses Lord. It's a sign of, of respect. We, we, we see that. And we see it in 1 Peter as well, where he referred back to the Old Testament with Sarah called Abraham Lord. So that's, that's a sign of respect. But there also is another Lord in the scripture. And this Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. See, this Lord don't mean that, that out of respect, although it is respect. This Lord is not a title. This Lord right here means the self-existent one. He says, I'm with the one. David says that I know that the Lord, watch this, the one who created everything out of nothing. He says that I know that the Lord who has all authority in his hand. I'm trying to give you all the definitions that this Lord means. It means the self-existent one. It means the one that has authority. It means the one that possesses everything and have control over everything. He said the Lord who has control over everything. The Lord who has possessed everything. The Lord who is my covenant relationship. The Lord who has power to do anything. He says that's the one who would deliver me. I'm not talking about the title Lord. I'm talking about the Lord of Lords. David said guess what? When you run into your possible situation, I got confidence that the Lord would deliver me. David, where did your confidence come from? We already said it came from what God has already done. But, but because David used this word, he says, come because I know God has all authority. Do anybody know that God has all authority? That's why you can walk around in your situation with your head up. You don't have to have your head down because the one who you serve has all authority, has all power, has all strength, and possessed over everything. He the one created you. He created the world. He formed the matter. He's he formed the sun. He formed the moon. He created the water. He created the fish. He created the bear. He says, guess what? If God is with me, who can be against me? And I know that he will deliver me because he has all authority. The God you serve has authority over everything. Guess what? He has authority over the sun. He has authority over the moon. He has authority over the rain. He has authority over the sun. He has authority over everything. And David said he will deliver David said, he's the one who will deliver me. He will deliver me. David had confidence in God who will deliver him. 
Say, God is the one who will deliver me. He's a deliverer. You've been through this before. You've been through impossible situation before. If he did it back then, he can do it right now. He will deliver you. It may not be deliverance that you want, but it will be deliverance. It may not be the deliverance you're looking for, but it will be deliverance. Because guess what? When you put your confidence in God, he will never fail you. He will never back out on you. He always going to do what he said he's going to do. And by the way, if you don't know this promise, he says that whoever going through, he will be with you. Don't you know that God will walk with you? Yes, when you going through, he will talk with you. He said he will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. Says he says. He said, God will deliver me. He said, the Lord who has all power, don't forget who you serve. He has power to change circumstances and situations for your good. He says, he, says, he will deliver me. So I said, David, man, I need some evidence. Because people ain't going to believe what I say. You know, Pastor Reed, people ain't going to believe what we say because we just preachers. Preachers say a lot of stuff. But God needs some evidence. And David said, well, okay, yet they'll believe what the Bible says. He says in Exodus chapter 14, when Israel was coming out of Egypt, they was faced with an impossible situation. Matter of fact, he told Moses, lead them out of Egypt. Moses got to the Red Sea. In front of him was this massive amount of water. And behind him was all the chariots and the king and, and the warriors behind him. But God said, Moses, all you got to do is step in the water. And when Moses stepped in the water, the Red Sea parted. Oh, my God, the Red Sea parted. Why? Because he is a deliverer. And guess what? The scripture says they walked across on dry land. Now, he parted the Red Sea. They walked across immediately, and it wasn't even muddy, muddy. I'm trying to tell you what kind of God we got that would deliver you. But also, you need some more scripture, because I see y'all ain't got happy yet. But he says, go to Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, where Daniel was worshiping, the living God was worshiping Jehovah, and the people got mad, because David was committed and faithful to serving God and not Nebuchadnezzar. And the people made a decree and said, guess what, Daniel, if you pray to God, we're going to take you to the king and we're going to throw you in the lion's den. Daniel was facing an impossible situation. He was facing a possible situation because he was sitting in a lion's den with some lions, but God changed the lions to make them not even hungry no more. He set aside their appetite. He closed their mouth. Even in Daniel, impossible situations, he had confidence. Look at this. That Daniel, Daniel had confidence that God is a deliverer, that he will deliver them. He will deliver you. But I see y'all need some more. Because y'all sitting back on God. And guess what? Many years ago, when Jesus Christ opened your eyes, that you were facing an impossible situation just as well as I, where we was dead in sin where we deserve death, where we was on our way to hell, but Jesus Christ knocked on the door of our heart and revealed himself to us. It was an impossible situation because there was no way we can get to God. There was no way we could have a relationship with God, but because of Jesus Christ stepped in and delivered us from that impossible situation, now you ain't going to hell. Now you're going to heaven because he stepped in and delivered you from your impossible situations 
I see some of y'all still ain't get it yet. That the blood of Jesus Christ was shed on the cross for your sin and my sin. That was an impossible situation. It was no way to have God unless Jesus Christ came and he came to deliver you from the penalties of sin. What is the penalties of sin? Separation. What is the penalties of sin? Death without life. What is the penalty of sin? Eternal fire. And he came to deliver you. He's a deliverer. David had confidence. He had confidence in God. He had confidence. He had confidence. I don't know about you today. I'm done. I don't know about you today. And I know this may freak some of y'all out, and it's okay. But what I want to do, because I feel that there's some people, I'm going to put my mask on. There's some people. There's some people in here that are facing some impossible situations. I don't know who you are. Me and God ain't that tight. He ain't revealing to me. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're one of those ones facing impossible situations, come up and let me pray for you. If you face an impossible situation, come up and let me pray for you. Remain at social distance, but come up. Let me pray for you. Because God can do anything. Come up with the confidence. Come up with the confidence that he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Let me help you understand. It doesn't matter what it is. Nothing is too big for God. The only reason why they hold their hands is because they came together. So don't nobody get scared. They, they together, okay? Look, 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 look. He, he can do anything. It's nothing too hard for God. It's nothing too hard for God. Your impossibility is not too hard for God. He can do it. He can do it. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody? I don't get any brownie points with people coming up. I just want to pray for you. Father God, move on every single last person up here. Lord God, let your spirit go and be free, Lord God, to touch everyone's heart that is up here, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you stop at their doorstop, Lord God. And give them every single thing they need, Lord God. Some of them are up here, up here not even for their own self, Lord God. But they up here for somebody else's impossible situation. Just to be an encouragement. And I ask, Lord God, that you just wave your hand by their life. I ask that you just place their hands on their heart right now, Lord God. That the anointing may flow down, Lord God. That the power of your life may come in their spirit, Lord God. That darkness may be removed. That doubt may be removed, Lord God. Give them insight that they know is you, Lord God. Let them see it, Lord God. Let them feel it, Lord God. Let them be drawn to you, Lord God, that their situations may change, Lord God, because you work in impossible situations, Lord God. You can do it, Lord God. And I'm even going out on a limb, Lord God, that I ask that you do it before they even get home, Lord God. Before they even get home, move, Lord God. If it's some bondages that they need broken, Lord God, I ask that you move it. If some chains need to be removed, I ask you move it. Lord God, if it's some doubt, I ask that you move right now in the spirit of God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. 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 Move, Holy Spirit. Move, Lord God. Move right now, Lord God. Have your way, God. 
Have your way over every situation, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Move in the name of Jesus, we call out, Lord God. Have your way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, go with confidence, believing that he can do it. Because he can do it. He can do it. He's already working it out. And what we're going to do right now, we're going to praise in anticipation. We're going to praise right now. We know the check is coming. We don't know when it's coming, but we know it's in the mail system. We know it's going its way, Lord God. We're checking already the tracking device. It already been done, Lord God. It already been done. It already been done in heaven, Lord God. It already been done. It already been done, Lord God. We're going to praise right now because it's already done, Lord God. Speak to the impossibility, Lord God. Speak to the impossible situations, Lord God, for those who are virtual. Speak, Lord God, to those who need you. Speak, Lord God, because it's already done. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray in your name, Jesus, because you all we have. We can't do nothing without you. And Lord God, some of us have lost our doubt. But we coming back one more time. So Lord God, be real to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's bless the name of the Lord. As y'all go back to your seats, I don't want to get in trouble for having y'all up here. No, now we got to be careful. But there's also another group. You face an impossible situation with sin. With sin, you face an impossible situation with sin. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we have been plundered into eternal condemnation. There's no way, leaders, I need you praying, there's no way that you can get out of this situation, but only by the blood of Jesus Christ. The scripture is clear. Jesus said in John, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one can come to the Father except through me. The scripture says the only one to have life, if he do have the son, have life. And if you don't have the son, you do not have the life. There's no other way to get right with God but through his son, Jesus Christ. And today, you're facing an impossible situation where sin got you bound and is stopping you from going to heaven. But today, you can be released. God's blood is still running. He's a deliverer. And today I stand on behalf of him, not to introduce you to religion, but to introduce you to a relationship. We don't have religion. We have a relationship. And that relationship is that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross that you may experience eternal life after death, earthly death. Is there any today? 